You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. E-S-N-Y. <laughs> All right, what up and welcome back. Episode 120 of the Wide Right Podcast. As always, we are your hosts, Ryan Honey and Robert Lettinen. This podcast is brought to you by Sports New York and Radio Network. Week five is done. Week six starting tomorrow. It is Wednesday night. The Giants have won two straight. Jets have won two straight. Jimmy Garoppolo got uh, Matt Rule fired because uh, the Niners won by what, 22. Uh, and everything's coming up. Obviously not with Matt Rule. I do feel bad. But Giants are four and one. Jets are three and two. Zach Wilson's two and zero as a starter. Giants with a stunning win across the pond. Daniel Jones is one tough son of a bitch. Zach Wilson pretty much uh, likes Brees Hall, I would say, huh? Thank you. I yeah. think that's a pretty good addition to that uh, that crew. I think we. I, I was a little skeptical on them drafting him in the second round and trading up a couple spots to draft him in the second round, considering the decline in uh, the value of the running back position. But I think Zach Wilson's going to love Brees Hall moving forward. I mean, he had 197 yards and a 42-17 win over the Dolphins, which we'll get to. Obviously, I think that game was a little bit closer than the score may have. It, it, it was 19-17 for a while, or at least yeah, at some point. Yeah. The Jets pulled away at the end. But regardless, big Giants win Sunday, big Jets win Sunday. Uh, I did not go to London to cover the Giants game. Uh, I do not have a passport. So I was here all day watching the games. Uh, and yeah, what a Sunday. Hopefully it works out as well. This coming Sunday, Giants play the Ravens at home. Jets play. Who the hell do the Jets play? Robbie? The Packers. You know? Oh, that's Ravens right. Yes, Packers. the Packers. That's why I said plus seven and a half was the Jets plus seven and a half is like the lock of the year. Because yeah, I like I although I did think the score was uh, the game against the Dolphins was a little bit closer than what the score led on because uh, Tua didn't play then Bridgewater got knocked out first play and uh, but Jets have some pieces on offense uh, Jets seem to be getting to, uh, their Jets defense seems to be coming together obviously after a couple rough weeks earlier in the year and Aaron Rodgers has no receivers so um, yeah Jets plus seven and a half is the lock of the week but Robbie. How are you? You know, feeling good. You know, I liked what I saw on Sunday from the Jets. I uh, was also watching the Giants game, obviously. You, 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 didn't, you didn't wake up for the Giants game. It was at 930. I, was, I, I woke up. I got out of bed around, I think it was 10 o'clock is when I rolled out of bed. And then I went to the living room because my roommate's a Giants fan. So I was watching it with him. Ah, Because um, I didn't really have anything else to do. So I threw it on. And, you know. Yeah, it was, it was 930 on a Sunday. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't think you were swamped. Yeah, no, wasn't wasn't a busy lad that early in the morning. So decided to decided to watch the whole game. Uh, usually, I don't watch all like the complete Giants games. I'll usually catch some of it, but not all of it because you know. Well, yeah, because they've both been so bad that the NFL puts them at one o'clock on Sunday every every yeah, week. Yeah, but hey, the, the Jets got the uh, got the Fox uh, cast for their game. They got changed with I don't know what game it was, but they decided on the Jets Packers because you know, I mean, hey. The Jets are on the come up. Right? Oh, so the Jets Packers have um, uh, who's uh, Kevin Burkhart? I think so. I think I saw today. I think the, the top Greg Fox Olson crew because the the top Fox crew now is Burkhart and Greg Olson. It's gonna be yeah. Burkhart. It's gonna be Burkhart and Brady eventually, whenever Brady retires. And yeah, now that he's have, yeah, they now that he's getting Olson. divorced, he might play for another like who knows? Because yeah. I think yeah. I think the only thing that was gonna stop him was Giselle saying no. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah so they like Burkhart Olsen announcing the game on Fox. Wow, I did not see that until just recently. Yeah, because because you know it, it's because it's an interconference matchup, so you don't know because AFC is usually on CBS and the the 
Yeah. They have the NFC games on Fox. But, um, yeah, I think, as I said before, Jets plus seven and a half is so intriguing just because I don't trust – I trust Aaron Rodgers, but I don't trust any of those receivers. I mean, they couldn't even – they couldn't even find success late in that game against the Giants, and they're going against uh, their fourth and fifth string cornerbacks because everyone's hurt. Adoree Jackson got hurt. He was out. He left the game early. Uh, I believe he's lim- he was limited in practice today, Wednesday. Uh, then you got uh, Aaron Robinson's on IR. Then Fabian Moreau got hurt. Cordell Flott, the rookie, is hurt. So it's like they, they at the Packers going against the Giants' fourth and fifth string cornerbacks, and they still couldn't. They they didn't score. Any second half points? The yeah. Packers, right? Yeah. yeah I mean, so what, what worries me the most with the Packers is the run game because I mean Raheem Mostert went for like an absurd amount of yards on us, and that is definitely worrisome. And I know part of that is probably because even with Skylar Thompson starting at quarterback against the Jets, they were still worried about Waddle or Hill getting open because it's Waddle and Hill, and there were some egregious calls against the Jets for pass interference that really shouldn't have been called. And there was one on Corey Davis that should have been called that wasn't. Yeah, that's the one thing they got to clean up. To 17. But th- this week I'm hoping it's different. I know it's Aaron Rodgers, but I would like, I mean, we saw Sauce and DJ Reed do well against Waddle and Tyreek. And you can say part of that is due to Skyler. But we also saw them lock up Jamar Chase and T. Higgins pretty well. So, you know, I would assume going up against what? Romeo Dobbs and Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb in the slot that they would be able to handle themselves pretty yeah. well. So Randall Cobb actually, if there's a receiver that, that did pick apart the job, I mean Randall Cobb had seven catches for ninety nine yards. So like oh no, Cobb's good, th- but it's like but we have yeah. Michael Carter on the slot who I think should be able to do fairly well against them. So hopefully we can put a little bit more attention on the run because Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon are quite you know, they are pretty good. Yeah. Uh, they're two really, really good running backs, and together they make a pretty good one-two punch. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I, it's a, it's a, it's a definite, it's a, it's a winnable game that the Jets have. And if the Jets want to like make a push for the playoffs, or at least be at some point in the hunt for the playoffs, this has to be a game that they, they, they win. Um, yeah. Now, obviously, you know, there's going to be those games where you, you know, where you, you know, don't win the game that you should have. Uh, but, you know, especially looking over the next three weeks, the Jets have Packers this week, Broncos the following week, and Patriots the following week. They have to win two out of three of those uh, if they want to be able to, you know, be in playoff contention. And it's two games. It's, it's, it's all three games are winnable. Uh, like, I know people will say it's the same old Jets, you know, but the Packers haven't looked as good as they should. The Broncos, I mean... Lord knows what's going on. Oh, we 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 haven't we were we haven't spoken here since that that game. <laughs> the, yeah. and like that I'm, was... <laughs> I'm pretty sure on the last podcast you said that the Jets were not beating the Broncos, and I think now it's did I say that? Honest, I'm pretty sure you did, and now I think it's more so looking like I you might even be on the side of the Broncos aren't beating the Jets because. No, I was just gonna say if there's a game they win out of that three, I think it's Denver. I don't know. I I thought they would. It's Pats, then I think it's Pats. I think Packers are the hardest game out of those three, but it's still a winnable game. It might be close, yeah. and maybe you know. I, I mean, hopefully we're at least competitive. But you know, there's a lot of positives to take away from the Dolphins game. Zach looked good. He didn't make mistakes, which is what he's been doing. This and like, I mean, mm-hmm. you could say that against the Steelers, yes, he did throw what two picks. One of them was a was kind of a tip, and yada yada yada. You know, but that was also his first game back. And then now he, you know, last game didn't throw picks, didn't really make bad throws, didn't really risk too much, which, mm-hmm. you know, which is actually comes to one of the points I wanted to bring up is, although I like this, you know, he's picking apart, you know, defenses and they're relying a little bit more on the run game. And Brees has looked great. I mean, he looked fantastic against the Dolphins. Hopefully he could do it again against the Packers. And, you know, obviously if that's what's going to win us games, that's what's going to win us games. I still would like to see the Jets take more shots. I still would like to see the Jets put the ball in Zach's hands more. Um, you know, I mean, he's got this huge arm talent. He's got a cannon. And I don't really know how many times I've seen him even take a shot deep this year. Um, and it's not going to be easy, obviously. The Packers have a really good secondary. Like they have, you know, one of the best cornerback duos in the yeah. entire NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, I still think this will be a good game for Zach, you know. 
hopefully we see them take a little, a few more shots because that explosiveness is kind of what, you know, I think it's what a lot of Jets fans liked out of Wilson last year, like the game against the Titans where he, you know, threw that bomb to Corey Davis and he has, yes. he, he has that big playability, which I think is what a lot of Jets fans were excited about. And seeing his decision-making improve, the accuracy improve so far this year has obviously been a massive, you know, reason for optimism with him. But I mm-hmm. also still do want to see that big playability, that, you know, explosiveness that he does possess. Because I think if you can merge the two of them together, then you're looking at a guy that we can start to consider being the franchise quarterback for the Jets. You know, now, obviously, it's too early to tell this season. But I'm saying if he's able to put to get put them both together, it's something that I think a lot of Jets fans would love to see. No, yeah. Um, a huge, a big stretch for Zach, like the next three games would be enormous. Yeah, like, because you, yeah. you need, like, you can chalk up. There are a couple touchdown drives in Sunday's win where you can chalk it. Like, you could give Michael Carter all the credit he, he deserves for two touchdowns, but, like, Brees Hall sitting, Brees Hall setting those touchdowns up. Now, could you imagine yeah, I mean, the day that Brees Hall fantasy owners would have had if he just crossed the goal line on those two plays, the 79-yard catch and run that set up the first touchdown, and then I think it was 21-yard catch and run that set up Michael Carter's second touchdown? If Brees Hall just crosses the plane on those two plays, oh yeah, is that like a record-breaking? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have him in any fantasy leagues. I should. I have. I think he put um, up like 20 in PBR. I think he put up 20, just like 26 or 27. So that, mm-hmm. I mean, you're looking at him almost putting up 40 fantasy points. Um, oh or no, that would have been over 40 because it would have been six and six. So you've been putting like 38, 39 fantasy points if you cross the line on those two. I mean, yeah. still, you're not going to complain about 26, 27 points from a, from a yeah. running back. Obviously, that's one of the best weeks you can get. But yeah, no, I mean, and, you know, I think there was there was a lot of receipts, the Jets fans. Yeah, I know you kind of said something about, um, I know you kind of said something about how, like, you didn't like, Salah saying the receipts thing. I still don't like kind it. Of, you know, I understand, but it's still kind of taken a huge... It's almost like a meme on Jets Twitter now where people keep bringing it up. Well, yeah. Because um, people will. Like I mean, the, if a coach is going to say something like that, like if you... If whether the Jets kept losing games or they started winning games like they have, I'm not going to think different of that, what Salah said, because I still think you shouldn't say it. Like, I don't... Like, I, 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 what is Salah worried about? People from... ESPN criticizing the Jets or people from Twitter criticize like why your job isn't to take receipts so even if the Jets could have been undefeated since that what was that after week one I think the Jets could have been undefeated since then like I still would think I I still would not like that solace at that but I mean it's one of those things where it has become like a meme and I, you know, it, it, everything happens in this league so fast. So like it, shit just gets put in the rear view. Like that's just how it is. So like yeah. once you win games, people start forgetting about everything. That's what, yeah, 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 that's yeah. the big ticket for that's, that's, that's what gets you from that stage where people are mocking you for making a comment like that to people forgetting it. Cause if the jets didn't, if the Jets did kept losing games after he said that, that still would have been brought up. Like, I still don't like yeah. it, but people aren't bringing it up as much in the tone that they were previously. But now that the Jets have won three games since then and are, are on a two-game win streak for the first time in two years and then are an hour three and two, uh, which is great, especially in the, considering how tough that division is probably going to be with – you know, Miami's looked good thus far. Yeah, obviously, they've lost two straight, but and then Buffalo is Buffalo, and Belichick is still Belichick. The fact that the Jets have won games has changed, I guess, the overall, I guess, vibe coming from that receipts comment. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to like find the words to describe this, but basically, what I'm saying is wins fix wins fix everything. Right. Like if there are problems within a locker room or there are problems within an organization, they magically go away when you win games. That's how it works. Everyone starts to get along when teams are winning, uh, which they have. But speaking of New York quarterbacks, I want to I want to say this. I'm not saying Daniel Jones is the future of the Giants, clear cut (laughs) future of the Giants. I'm not. And I still think it's going to be laying out like just from covering the team, like laying out a off season blueprint would be a lot easier for me if the team was zero and five, 
because I expected them to be very bad. I expected them to have an early draft pick, and I expected them to start the process of moving past Daniel Jones. But now that they're four and one, and although Jones doesn't look like a doesn't hasn't made a concrete hasn't proven that he's the absolute future of the franchise. You know what I'm saying? Like they're four and one. He's helped them win games. He's done what he's been able to do with the true lack of talent in the receiving corps and the injuries. He played with a bum ankle out in London. It's one of those things where I don't think Daniel Jones is the absolute future of this franchise, but I don't mind him right now. I think he's good in the system. Now, do I think that's going to warrant a huge payday after the offseason? Of course I don't. The Kansas, the Chiefs didn't pay Mahomes all that money because he was good in the system. They paid him all that money because he's just fucking good. Yeah. Same thing with Josh Allen. Lamar Jackson at some point, too, if he, whether he gets paid by the Ravens or the, the Giants next year. Who knows? Um, I actually don't think him coming to the Giants is that unrealistic next year, but that's a conversation in a couple months. But the thing I will say about Daniel Jones is you can – you can say, oh, well, they're still not a great uh, passing offense, which they're not. They don't have any receivers. They're still a run-centric offense, which they don't really have much of a choice right now because their offense, it's, it's a better run-blocking offensive line than it is pass-blocking offensive line, and it's a better run game than it is. It, it, Saquon Barkley is better than those receivers are what they're supposed to do. Um, and he's stayed healthier than those receivers because no one has stayed healthy. I mean, all of a sudden, we everybody wrote off Darius Slate in the last two years, and all of a sudden, he's going to be their number three receiver, at least right now, because everybody else is hurt, and he actually showed up on Sunday. The thing I'll say about Daniel Jones, going back to my original point, this kid, and, and I said this to open up, he is tough as nails. Like, this guy, he's playing with, like, a bum ankle. He's obviously hurt. They ran a double reverse down at the down at the goal line where the rookie tight end Daniel Bellinger scored. In that usual scenario, they're running it with Jones. But they couldn't at that point because he was obviously playing in pain. But the fact that he was playing with an uh, ankle injury he just sustained the week prior, going across the world to London, and then he's playing with these— the, the Darius Slayton, Richie James, and David Sills are his top three receivers. And the fact that he's going 21 of 27 for 217 yards and is able to get the win and is able to keep up with an Aaron Rodgers-led offense, like, that shows me a lot when you think about the future. Now, I'm not, I'm, I, now I'm not saying he's shown me everything. Like, if you're going to make him the future of the franchise, which I still don't think, I still don't know if they're going to. Nobody does. He's going to have to show so much more. Like you can't just be, you can't get the quarterback money if you're just going to be like a running quarterback. Like that, that's part of, that's part of the reason why the Ravens haven't paid Lamar yet is because they, they were still waiting to see is Lamar going to be like a premier passer for the rest of his career or is he just going to be one of those running quarterbacks like and by year eight, nine, it's just going to start to really, really fizzle because that's usually what happens. But uh, Jones still has a lot to show me. But I you I, I can't question. I can't knock any his toughness at all. And nobody can. Nobody can. That kid showed up like he played one of his best games in in his entire four year career with a bum ankle and no receivers. And I'm t- they have no receivers. They have none. Against Chicago uh, last week, um, in week four, they receivers combined for three catches for 25 yards. He got no receivers. He's got to rely, they got, they got to rely on the run game and the defense. But he showed up against a uh, against one of the better cornerback duos in Green, um, Green Bay's cornerback duo, one of the better cornerback duos in the league. Like, I am, right now, I know my opinions change, like, all the time. Right now, I'm a I'm a Daniel Jones fan. Now, I'm not calling for the organization to give him the money now. I'm not calling for the organization to even give him the payday after this season because there's still however many games left, 12 games left in the regular season plus playoffs. So if, and to be honest, I think it's realistic at this point if the Giants make the playoffs because they've shown they're a very, very, very well-coached team. But I, I, I'm I'm happy with Daniel Jones now. He can work in this system. And I think I think he could I think he was going to be able to work in the majority of systems coming out. But I think he was screwed by bad coaching. I think that's obvious. I'm not saying it was not his. I'm not saying he, you know, part of his struggles leading up to this point are his fault. 
But you also need to take into account the coaching. And I think he's he's been working with the best coaching staff of his career thus far. And it's made it's made a difference. I mean, it's turned it hasn't fully turned me around on Jones. But I mean, it's I'm saying something nice about him for the first time. And I feel like forever. So it's you know, I I can't knock Daniel right now. And I think I still think Zach is going to be a better quarterback eventually. So I think Zach has more upside. And I think Zach has benefited from uh, having a GM make the right moves to put pieces around him. I mean, Jones dealt with Dave Gettleman for three years. And yeah. because of that, he's still dealing with those issues in year four because they can't re- get rid of Kenny Galladay. They can't get rid of Kadarius Tony. I mean, they can, but like, it's just, they won't right now. Um, you know, and uh, yeah, like I'm happy with Daniel Jones right now. I really am. We'll take it by a week. It's it's a, it's 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 one of those things where it's an evaluation year. It's a make or break year. We've said it a billion times since last this past off season. So you got to take it week by week, day by day. But I mean, I I'm not knocking Dan. Daniel Jones is not the problem with the Giants right now. It's not even close. No, um, and no, you know, he, and he might get a, and and who knows? See, in a couple of weeks, in a month, maybe Odell is on the team and he's got another weapon. Because I'm going to I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think Odell Giants reunion is that unrealistic. I really don't. If they keep winning games and they're in a position where they can actually be midseason buyers instead of midseason sellers. I know the trade deadline in the NFL isn't exactly like that as much as it is in, say, like the MLB, where you have you know teams who are buyers and sellers because the NFL trade deadline just isn't as active of an event as like the MLB yeah. trade deadline is. It just it just isn't. But if. You know, when you have a, when the, the Giants winning games, they can be in the position where they can have a reunion with Landon Collins, which they're doing right now. He's on the practice squad. They could have a, they could bring Odell back if they need a receiver. Like it, it, the last couple of years, that hasn't been the case. Last couple of years in the middle of the year, I'm like, you'll trade everybody for picks. <laughs> and I still want the picks. I still don't want them trading anybody. I still don't want them trading picks, which they wouldn't do with Odell because he's not on the team. But like. I think the, yeah, for you the mean first like time in deadline, you don't want the you still don't want the Giants to be like, who are we gonna go get with our pick? Yeah, no, no, absolutely no. Because I want because I think they I think they have a really really good thing going with Dayball, and I think you know at some point Joe Shane is gonna get he's gonna he's gonna use the resources that he has next offseason that he didn't have this past offseason to create the roster and build the roster that he wants. Like, so I don't want them to get rid of picks, but they could be in a position. It's the it's going to be the first time since the Odell trade where a reunion with the Giants actually makes sense. Yeah. Like the last couple of years, it didn't make an ounce of sense. Now, if you say Giants Odell reunion, you're not getting people rolling their eyes. It actually might make sense. And I think yeah. it might. I I think it could happen at some point. Like these former Giants didn't. Like Landon Collins and Odell didn't, they don't hate the Giants. They hated Dave Gettleman. And so now it's, yeah, but since, so now it's, it's a new regime, like no qualms, no hard feelings. Let's get it done. Like, you know, if, if Odell literally just tweeted an hour ago, have the Giants call my agent. Like he goes, I love to see, I see them shining. I love to see it. Like he's boys with a bunch of the guys in that building. He was there like last week, wasn't he? Yeah, for sure, when Jones ever got injured. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't there for an official visit. That was reported. No, I'm like, no, 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 wasn't an official visit. But yeah, I mean, um, he'll have a lot of suitors. So, and I, I, I think that you know he obviously has friends. So, like, it would make sense for him to go back there. I don't see yeah. why he wouldn't. Um, He's tweeted he some eye-opening that. stuff in the last hour. Odell yeah, has I mean, a lot of a lot. Of, yeah, I mean, I also think that part of it is he just wants to be signed. I think like he wants. I think he wants to – I mean, I don't know when he's going to be medically cleared to play. That's kind of – That's the thing. It might not be until, like, November. So – But even if, like – even if he's not going to be medically – he's not going to be healthy until November, like, you could look into bringing him in. But if you guys are making a push for the playoffs, and here's the thing, is like you said before, Odell doesn't cost you anything. I mean, you got to pay him, but – he doesn't cost you a draft pick, which if you go out on the market and you start looking at these guys that are rumored to be, you know, on the market, DJ Moore clearly isn't happy at Carolina. So, you know, you start looking at guys like that, but that's going to cost you draft capital. And plus DJ Moore has a much bigger contract attached to him. And, you know, 
it would make sense at the end of this year when you can offload Galladay's. But, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to Odell, he's going to take a huge pay cut because he's coming off an ACL injury. Um, and mm-hmm. he's only going to play for half a season, if even even if that. So, I mean, Odell makes the most sense. Or maybe even someone like Will Fuller. I don't really know what's going on with Will Fuller. But someone like that. I mean, that's yeah. what you have right now. Because you don't have anybody like, like you know, who knows if Tony will ever play another game. Wandell, hopefully, he'll, please. No, he'll play another game. It's just like if if he plays another game, is he gonna play the game after that? Yeah, is he gonna play the game after that? Like it's it's a day to day thing. Yeah, how consistent can Tony be on the field to make a difference for the team? Yeah, and then when Wandell comes back, he's still a massive question mark. I mean, I understand why people like him like him coming out, but I mean, how many people have people liked coming out? I mean, you hear that all the time about every rookie receiver, running back, tight end, no matter what it is, you always hear. Oh well, you know, I really like them coming out, and it's like okay, but like, will that, you know, I mean, people yeah. really like like who was it like the guy on the Bears drafted fourth overall? What was his name? Something wasn't it something White? Oh, Kevin White. Uh, yeah, Kevin. People mm-hmm. love Kevin White coming out, and look how that turned out. So I'm not saying that Wondell's gonna be bad. I'm just saying you don't know what Wondell is yet, and as of right now, no, yeah, you know, that's our practice squad people who just. I mean, they're, 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 there's a reason they were on the practice squad and no one picked them up off of it. No offense yeah. to them. They're not, you know, starting caliber receivers in the league. That's just it's just the fact of the matter. So, you know, and going back to your point, I mean, he, Dan Jones had a good game. I can't, I can't lie. I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, that he didn't and he showed guts. I mean, I think he kind of had to. I think, you know, part of it is this is his year to I, this is the year he either has a job or he doesn't like after this right. he could maybe go to backup for the rest of his career which isn't a bad gig but I think most mm-hmm. people in the NFL don't want to be a backup um, they would prefer to start so I'll give him credit where his credit's due he had a really good game um, you know and he, and he beat a, a he beat a team that you know has been a consistent you know playoff team in the past and we'll see if that continues this year with the Packers but you know, I think, you know, mm. like you said, it's it's a week in week out basis because because we've seen Daniel Jones have good games before in previous years. It's happened. And then there's those few games every year that he seems to kind of just, you know, have bonehead mistakes, fumble the ball, turn the ball over too much. Um, so, like you said, it's a week in week out. I guess we'll we'll see kind of next week what he brings to the table when, you know, who you guys even play uh, this week, Ravens. Okay, so that's a tough game. So that, that's that's you know that's kind of a good test, you know, for I think him and the team overall because the Ravens are a very good team. The defense will go will be going up against Lamar. And yeah, I don't know. I don't. I'm not guaranteeing like a Giants win. Like I, it's not like because I think. Listen, them beating Green Bay told me a lot because I don't think anybody thought they. Were, I thought their their early season magic was going to run out against Green Bay and it looked it looked like it was going to be that way early especially when it was 17 to 3. Um but I think I trust if you need a team to win a game against the, I trust Baltimore over Green Bay because oh, I, yeah, I I I'm not saying Lamar Jackson is a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers but Lamar Jackson at least has people to throw to. Um Lamar Jackson the reason like he's having a better season is not just because he has to throw to is Aaron Rodgers is one of the best throwers of all time, if not the best, like most yeah. accurate decision making wise. Everything he's, he's the most talented the quarterback. Best. He's the most, as far as talent and skill is concerned, in my mind, he's yeah. the most talented of all time. Yes, and so the problem is, is he doesn't have the people that are getting open. You have drops happening. You, I mean, you had mm-hmm. you had the first game. Christian Watson dropped a wide open touchdown pass that went through his hands. Dobbs. I mean, yes, he was getting tackled. Still should have caught that ball in the end zone in the game against the Bucks. Um, yada yada yada. Lamar, even without his weapons, he still brings to the table that rushing aspect, which alone has beaten teams and alone could possibly beat the Giants. So I wouldn't say it's crazy to go out and say like I would say if I was comparing the two teams, I think that the Ravens are a much better team in my opinion. Um, I, no, I, I, I think I, so, too. I had my, you know, I kind of had my hesitations about the Packers going into the Giants game to begin with. Mm-hmm. So, 
in my opinion, I, I mean, I don't really have that many hesitations about the about the Ravens at all. So I think that, yeah, I mean, going in, I'm, I'm taking the Ravens. I'm, I, I think you would be, you know, biased to say, oh, I think the Giants are going to win this game. I, I, but, I mean, hey, a lot of people have said the same thing against the Packers. I said the same thing against the Packers. No, l- l- listen. That the Ravens are a better team. And I don't think I'm not the ca- will work as much against like like especially if daniel jones can't run uh mm. you know i think that's gonna be a massive like defect and and saquon has looked phenomenal so far this year um however you know if you can focus just ba- basically on him with the corners that the ravens possess with humphrey with peters with and it was how how bad i mean to be honest how bad the giants receiving core is they can stack the box for saquon because they can go man coverage and they can win. Like, the Ravens, I don't think, are coming into this game and are worried about the, the passing game of the Giants. I just don't think they are. I think that they're coming in and they're more worried about Saquon, whether, I mean, I guess, receiving and running, and then Daniel Jones on his legs, if he can run. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, that's going to be their main concern. But, but you know, the Ravens have, their defense is solid. The Kyle Hamilton's like, you know, he's had some solid games as a rookie. Patrick Queen's a solid um a solid linebacker. So, you know, I think that it's a little bit different of a game. Um, and I also just don't think that, you know, we saw the, the Packers offense, like kind of just come to a complete stop, which is in some effects, thanks to the giants defense. I just don't see that happening again with the Ravens. And I mean, the thing is, it's tough. It's like I could easily see the Ravens putting up over 35 points on the Giants. And I just don't think the Giants can replicate that scoreline. I don't think they can go. No, I listen, I don't I'm not going to count the Giants out in any game right now, uh, just because I think they're very well coached. But but I'm not going to guarantee like a win against Baltimore. I maybe the, I don't know what the line is on that game. I'm going to have to look. I'm going to assume it's not that widespread i'm gonna uh, are you looking it up right now uh, yeah i can look it up yeah do that um because i think the giants regardless depending on what the line is i i think that's a game where they can cover okay so they're so giants are plus five, five and, and a half. half yeah giants are plus five and a half i, I think I that's a game they could cover or at least come close I, to cover I would, I would personally take ravens i think i think ravens win by a touchdown yeah well i think the giants will at least come close to covering like I, I mean, think, the, I, th- I think it could be a touchdown game. Like yeah, I think, it, I think it could be a touchdown game, 100. percent And I, I, like I said, I'm not necessarily counting the Giants out. I just, yeah. So it's just, you know, I just think that I don't want to say like what you were saying earlier, where the Giants were kind of pretenders and this was all just they got hot at the right time, they weren't playing good teams. And I don't want to say that, but I do think that you know, you you have to look at like the. the I'm, I'm just personally looking at like, okay, so why did, well, I think it's more so in the hands of, when, when, especially when you're talking about 17 to three, I think it's why didn't the Packers beat them? And it's more so on the Packers. The Packers mm-hmm. close that game out, especially with Aaron Rodgers. I think that's completely on him. And yeah. I, in all honesty, just don't see the Ravens not being able to, to finish the job. Unlike what the Packers did. Cause I think that I just think that the offense of the Ravens is, is better. And yeah, no, it is. I think and, so too. And like with, with that fact, I think if the Giants get off to a slow start again, where it's you know they only score three points, and you know the Ravens score seventeen, I and I'm obviously that may not happen. I'm not. I mean, I I, I can't predict that. But I'm just saying, like, mm-hmm. if I had to pick, for instance, if I had to pick, if I was if I was a betting man, and I was like, you have to pick spread either Ravens minus five and a half or Giants plus five and a half. Um, you know, I feel confident in myself saying Ravens minus five and a half. I would be, I would, yeah, I would be okay with that. And I think that I understand why other people wouldn't because the Giants are a very frisky team. They're, you know, I mean, hey, they beat the Packers. They're four and one. Um, and you could start to say that's definitely not just, you know, beginning, you know, start of the season luck. However, mm-hmm. you know, I think that, I think that coaching can only get you so far. And I think that the Ravens who are relatively mm-hmm. well coached combined with a really good team, I think that, you know, Maybe I'm not saying that the Packers aren't well coached, but I just think that the Ravens are kind of in more of a position to kind of compare to the Packers to kind of close them out and just win the game. Um, and, yeah. But, I, but, you know, at the end of the day, we just, you know, 
what what are we going to predict? Next thing you know, Daniel Jones can go off for 400 yards and three touchdowns, and you know I'll be getting made fun of in the in the in the comment section about this podcast next week. But yeah, no, I, I it, yeah, no, I would take. I think if you wanted, if minus, Baltimore minus five and a half would be reasonable. Um, I'm just saying I think it would be a close game because I think if even if they're not going to win, I think Dable makes it close. I think he coaches. I think he manages the game a lot better than the you know Joe Judge did or Pat Shermer or Ben McAdoo. Like he manages to win. Um, he coaches to win. You know, even when against the Bears, they have a. Uh, Daniel gets his ankle injury, then Tyrod comes in and he get, he gets a concussion. So they have to put Daniel back on the field, but they line him up at receiver so he could just be the, you know, the, it's run dummy routes, basically. Not even doing that, just kind of, and, and in the Wildcat. And yeah. that's sick one in the Wildcat. And they, they ran Wildcat for that entire drive. Stuff like that, he manages to win the game. You know, he tries to outcoach the other team. And I at this, you know, I think he has to because as I, as we yes. said various times, they're four and one, but they don't have a lot of talent, on, especially on that side of the ball. So he has to they have to win games with good coaching and good defense and a good run because they just don't have talent much. They don't have much of a, they don't have much talent. So it's he needs to outcoach the opposition. And as you said, that only coaching only gets you so far. Yeah, like, I'm not like if yeah. if this team ever if this organization is ever going to take the next step, the quarterback has to take the next step. You know, yeah, it, yeah. whether it's Daniel Jones taking that next step and all of a sudden becoming one of the league's best, um, I don't think that's going to happen. But I, I I'm done trying to predict anything that happens in this league. Uh, he's or they're going to have to find a, another quarterback who can get to that level. Now I don't think I don't think you're going to find a quarterback like that in free agency next year if that's the route they decide to go because uh i know i make my jokes about garoppolo and they're not really jokes i'm actually serious because i love him uh but like garoppolo is not going to get you to that next level because he's not a mahomes or an allen i mean he's going to get to the playoffs like he has but he's not going to get you over that last step bridgewater same thing i actually don't I'm, i'm not a huge i'm not huge on uh Bridgewater. I don't know if, if he was an option for the Giants next offseason. I would I would look at someone like Garoppolo or Jameis. But I mean, that's just that's another conver- that's a conversation for another day, another week. But um, yeah, so I, I you think so the Jets play Jets plus seven. Actually, they have Jets plus seven now. I'd still take them, even yeah, though I even though I haven't even though I haven't been betting much in the NFL. Because yeah, I'm more, of a, yeah. I'm more of a college football better. Anyway, yeah, um, I mean, it's, it's interesting because I, I, I mean, would you, what would you rather take, Giants plus five and a half or Jets plus seven? Jets That's plus a good seven. Question. I think I'd rather take Jets. No, plus Jets plus seven. Five. Yeah, because I think Jets plus seven is a lock of the week. I think the Jets have a legitimate shot of beating Green Bay if they're going to so ride think, off this momentum last week. And now I know Aaron Rodgers is a big step up from. Uh, what was his name? Skylar Thompson. Skylar Thompson, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the whole but, team around, you know, Rodgers compared to the whole team around Skylar Thompson is, is, is a bit different, you know. Like I no, said, I know, I know that, but uh, you know, but but also, the quarterback is the most. To, I think I think there's the, I've said this before about how like Jets fans can get crazy, and I've seen it on Twitter about how all this we were winning, we're winning this, that, and the other thing, and I 100 percent think we can win, but you also have to remember like. You're getting to a point where, like, this is a this is a desperate Packers team for a win. They lost to the Giants, which is not a good look for them. Now I'm mm-hmm. not saying, oh, the Giants suck. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying for the Packers, that's a bad look for them. That's a team that they should have handled, especially on yeah. the team three. So yeah, you know, I dude, I I think I think Rodgers hates this shit. Oh yeah, and the I think is, he it does. Rodgers just hate it so much that he plays absolute lights out. And just dominates the Jets, which is first of all, if the Jets lose and Rodgers goes for 300 yards and three touchdowns and everything, here's the thing: is Jets fans are going to freak out. Oh, it was all a farce. We're we're bad. All this stuff. It's Aaron Rodgers. We're talking about Aaron Rodgers, a yeah. no doubt top five quarterback of all time, first ballot Hall of Famer. Like you're talking about one of the best quarterbacks that we've ever like in, of our generation by far, one of the best. So let's not like start to get out of control. Now I'm saying. 
if we want to make the playoffs, like I said, we have to win two out of the next three games that we play. And I think the Broncos is a game we have to win. And then you either split, you either win at the Pats, you win against the Pats or, the, or here against mm-hmm. the Packers. But I mean, it's it's still gonna be a tough game. Like even with Teddy Bridgewater was in, I still knew the Dolphins were gonna be a tough game. And then Skyler came in, and it still was gonna be a tough game because the Dolphins are a good team with or without mm-hmm. whoever their starting quarterback is. And the, the Packers will always be a good team because of Rodgers. And that's like that's the end of the discussion. They will always mm-hmm. be a, at least a a borderline playoff team. So yes, the Jets should win this game. And I, I don't want to say the Jets should win this game. The Jets should be competitive in this game. And like I said, if they really want to make a run for the playoffs, it's a game that they don't need to win. But like I said, two out of the next three. So, you know, I is there a, um, is there a London game this week or no? Yeah. I don't think so. Oh, is there? I, th- I think oh, oh, it's oh, next week. Uh Oh, Thursday night commanders yeah. bears. Uh Oh, Jeff oh, Jeff, Be- Jeff Bezos <laughs> dropped Jeff 10 Bezos billion for this. Yeah, Commander. Yeah, talk about. Oh, maybe there isn't one on. Maybe it was next week that I saw. I know it was another one. I, I could probably look up London's schedule. Yeah, I don't know. They're definitely. Oh, it's in week eight. It's Broncos Jaguars. You oh, trying to right. go? One another, one another, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to fly out there? Yeah, let's yeah, go. The Thursday game. The Thursday game is tough. Then you follow that Saints Cardinals. That's not a good game. Ravens Bucks week eight. They have the Broncos on prime time again. They got to well, take them off. The, they planned it all around. I know they planned it all because, and I don't know why. Why did anybody you can, think? Whoa, you can't change Thursday night games, Ryan. They could change. Sunday no, night no. Games. I know, but like, why did so many people think that Denver was gonna be like this AFC powerhouse where they put them on? They, they weren't even gonna supposed to be the best team in their division. They weren't even supposed they, to be the number two they, team in their division. <laughs> yeah, they were. Or they were. maybe even number three. They could finish last in that division. Why are they on primetime every week? Right? They're on Monday Night Football first week. Russ has returned to Seattle where he's standing at midfield with his beats on. And he's going like this with his arms spread trying to take in the moment. Um, And then they had him on. They were on primetime the following. Or no, they weren't on primetime the following week. Uh, And then on week three, they were on uh, Sunday Night Football against the 49ers. Remember that? 11 to 10. Jeez. Then Thursday night, or uh, no, Thursday night two weeks later, I think. I forget. Anyway, uh, and then, yeah, Thursday night, and now they're on Monday night again. And I'm sure they probably have another primetime game at some point throughout the rest of the year. I mean, there's only there's already like 13 weeks left. Like, there's still there's still so much time left. How many primetime games is this offense going to get? They can't get in the end zone. It's like yeah. it's like hard to watch. I actually almost it's not hard to watch. I actually almost laugh watching it because I just cannot believe <laughs> they they paid him this money and they somebody tweeted the Seahawks beat the Broncos forty three to eight in the Super Bowl and then all these years later put the cherry on top by giving them Russell Wilson for all these picks and then and players and then Denver gives them a contract that has them a 30 that has a 31 million dollar dead cap charge in 2026. Zach Rosenblatt tweet, tweeted this out. Zach Rosenblatt who covers uh the Jets for the Athletic. He tweeted what was it? 55 million dollar cap hit and 37 million dollar base salary in 2025 when he's 37 and then there's still three more years left on the contract after that. They're stuck. They're so stuck. There is not a chance in hell. They are are 10 times more stuck than Russell Wilson than the Giants are with Kenny Galladay. At least the Giants can get rid of Kenny Galladay in six months, and they could just start forgetting about it. The the, the Broncos are with this guy until 2028. He's going to be 40 years old. Hey, hey Ryan, week 14, Sunday night, Chiefs-Broncos, baby. (laughs) Let's ride. Oh, if I hear Broncos country, let's ride again. (laughs) <laughs> give me a break like it's just i don't know you know and i think he's on the sideline yelling like hey scream it out run pass it's like what is this like high school football yeah what do you yeah, think the offense and defense in an nfl stadium is going to hear you guys on the sideline with the th- they definitely oh. they definitely i i can understand now why like teammates didn't like him because <laughs> he's just like he's just such a nerd 
There's going to be some sort of Monday night week 12 is Steelers Colts. Watch out, barn burner. Wait, they can flex those now though. Can they flex Monday night games? I don't know if it's. I I think that's part of the new TV deals. I don't. Also, that might be next year. We got Rams. We got Rams. Chiefs, which I mean, there's a lot of games that'd be much better than that game. I think starting next year they can flex Monday night. Ah, okay. Well, Monday night Steelers Colts. Because I think the new TV deal is going. I think the the new television deal is going next year. I thought Amazon was supposed to be a part of that, but I think Amazon just came a year earlier than that. But I think the new TV deals start next year because Sunday tickets going somewhere else. I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, getting what's it called? ESPN it's, Plus. It's up for. Well, someone's gonna have to bidding war. Someone's gonna have to. Yeah, it's gonna be a bidding war. Hopefully, hopefully Apple buys it because Directv has been atrocious this year. I don't so, have Sunday ticket. I don't need Sunday ticket. Any I mean, game. I, I, I need. I need Sunday ticket. <laughs> I, I don't live. <laughs> I I don't have. Well, yeah, because you don't live in the market. Because <laughs> I don't live in the market, so I can't. Yeah, no, I get it for you. I just don't need it. I actually had it in, I got it in college. Like I would, uh, I, I got like, you can, you don't need direct TV. You could just get like a Sunday ticket app on like the Xbox. Yeah. Now you could do the same thing now. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, you totally, you totally don't need direct TV. It's just buy direct TV. I think, I think direct, direct TV. You know, what's weird about it though, is that like Sunday ticket has red zone, but it's not the same red zone. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think it has a different. I don't know. I don't know. But it's it's know. it's still know. NFL Network because it's Andrew Siciliano. Yeah. Like Andrew Siciliano and Chris Hansen, like or it, it's yeah, Chris Hansen, uh, are part. They, they work both work for NFL Network. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I I, I don't know. I've never understood that. Scott Hansen. Sorry about that. I'm thinking. Uh, who's Chris Hansen? Isn't Chris Hansen the guy? From The Bachelor? Oh, that's – no, that's Chris Harrison. Chris Hansen's from somewhere. I don't really know what, though. Chris Hansen's a famous person. I, I – yeah, that's that's someone. I'm looking it up. Oh, Chris Hansen Chris – uh, Chris Hansen is um is uh, Hansen versus Predator. That's who it is, yes. yes. That, yes. Scott Hansen is, uh, is NFL Red Zone. Dude, we always go off on these tangents. We really do. We really One do. week it was about the fucking um, <laughs> mask the, the, singer. The voice. About the mask singer. Not the, not the voice. voice. A singing one, but not with her mask. Is it Scott Hansen? It is Scott Hansen. Yes. Yeah, no, you're and right. Who's you're right. Chris Harris. Harrison's the bachelor guy. Okay, we're all, we're all straightened out. We know. We're good. <laughs> all right. We know. Good. Yeah, but I, I they got it. I don't know. They're, they're stuck with, they're stuck with uh russell wilson and there's nothing they can do about it I don't, I don't know unless they unless they unless they fire nathaniel hackett after the after one year i don't know what the hell they're gonna do but i mean part of it is just russ is older like i i don't i don't i, I that, that's part of the reason why i mean they he was getting booed off the field every drive yeah they were not happy about that yeah he, he's he's coming in guns blazing all broncos country let's ride and then they're booing him off the field by like week oh, four atrocious yeah. yeah um all right dude any last uh anything did we, did we miss anything we talked that would have talked giants jets uh so scott we, hansen i think we, I think we got got everything talked a little bit of bachelor you know i think we're good uh you know I guess never just, i've never i've jets never jets watched giants, so let's see some let's see some good dubs this week i think that's oh yeah what are we so uh, are they both on a, um are they both on at one jets are at one i know that Giants, I believe, are at one or I believe are on at one as well. Yeah. Damn. I don't. I. I. I don't like that. I don't like when they put both of them on at one. Yeah, because if you want to watch both of them, it's gonna be like. I do want to watch both. Like I. I want to watch like. I, yeah, I want to watch both too, but like I don't like missing a second of the Jets game, so I just watch the Jets game. Oh game. no, I don't miss a second of the. It, it, I don't miss a second of the Giants game, and if I'm covering the Jets game uh, as well, like I don't want to miss a second of that either, right? I don't because I can't. Um, but yeah, I just don't, I, we need to, you know, what we should petition for, and this will be the last point before we sign off. We need to petition for there to be more four o'clock games every week. A hundred percent. Oh my God. They put like three on after you just watched like nine, one o'clock games. So the three feels like nothing. And you're like, wow, the day's over. Yeah. You go from literally like, like quad boxes on red zone or at one. And then you go to four and it's literally just like. 
Well, this is the only game that's you go to in you go to four you go to four o'clock and there's three games. Two of them, one features the Broncos and then one features the Seahawks, <laughs> and it's like get me out of this. And then you got to watch like Cowboys versus whoever at 4:25, America's game of the week for whatever reason, every single time. Cowboys for some reason. It's got to be. We need like if there's gonna be how many games between. So there's 13 games across the two top, like the two windows, right? Because then there's the one, yeah, there's 13. There's got to be something like there's got to be seven and six. Yeah, 100%. But or that's still it's, want, like, that's no. still a lot. You're not missing that much with the one o'clock games if you go from nine to seven. Yeah, even if you dropped it one just to make it like five at four, like I'll take it because I would be totally be down for five games in the four o'clock window. Just anything like, more, just more than what they have now. You know what you you know what we got in the four o'clock window this Sunday? You got Panthers Rams. The Panthers are done. They wasted a season by bringing rule back, and then the Rams do not look good at all. You got Cardinals oh, yeah, Seahawks. Cardinals Seahawks. Seahawks are you know I mean Geno Smith looks good, but how deep is he going to get you? Uh, and then yeah. the Cardinals. I mean Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury might be in his farewell tour at some point too. And then 425 yeah. is Bill's Chiefs, so that's fine. But, like, I can't believe they, they can't flex those now. You're telling me I got, we got to watch Cowboys-Eagles Sunday night and not Bill's <laughs> Chiefs? Yeah. Whatever. I'm, I'm not happy. Anyway, um, all right, talk next week. Recap week six. Recap who does Garoppolo play this week? The Falcons. Oh, that's another win. He's going to yeah, go to 4-0 as a starter. It's going to be sick. <laughs> Everyone's going to make fun of me, but... Uh, oh, I'm yeah, it's going to be insane. He's I'm, back, I'm, baby. Hey, I'm here for it for when he loses in the playoffs and we do another we do another version, and I'm just going to be like, here I am. This is what I was waiting for. <laughs> um, all right, man. Thanks for coming on again, as always. Thank you, man. I can't cool. wait to talk next week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, for those of you who are um, listening up to this point, thanks so much for tuning in to episode 120 of the Wide Right Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, at Robert Lettinen. And at Ryan Honey E S N Y, uh, listen to and subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, um, iHeartRadio. If you'll use that, Stitcher. If you use that, Google Podcast. If you use that, I can't imagine a lot of you do, but they're there. Uh, so um, yeah, thanks so much for tuning in, and as always, we'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>